Hi there, how are you? I'm hoping you went with the answer of great, good, or at least okay. I know that times could be really tough right now, but just hang in there. Well, I am here again with the same topic, different day to elaborate more where we had left off on last episode of Mexican Mania. Also, I would have hoped that you took some time to come up with questions and your own assumptions on what might have happened next. Honestly, it would have been really cool if I got to hear from your point of view, like literally your voice in it. Because it's always nice to know others' perspectives and others' guesses and things. You never know if they end up being right because sometimes that could happen. <laughs> but we'll find out on this next portion of the revolution of what happened next. So let's find out together. Okay, well, first things first, let's actually just have a rewind moment. Maduro had been put into prison for trying to defeat Diaz for president. And of course, Diaz had no way of getting another chance to stay as dictator and president for Mexico. Because obviously of his poorly actions and the way he mistreated his people. So his best bet was to exile. And that's what he did. He exiled on a boat heading to France on May 25th, 1911. Maduro had soon enough released himself from jail and took Actually, he published a call for a revolution on November 20th, 1910. He had written a book and was author of it that was named Plan de San Luis. So in that book, he had, of course, his own plan of how the revolution would go and how he actually talked bad about um, Diaz's way of being president. So yeah, that was part of that book. And during through the process of it all, Francisco Maduro actually got his army aligned to start a revolution. He organized that movement in the northern states of Chihuahua and Durango. There had also been other armies out there that were led by four important men that were involved in the revolution as well, and they were in charge of their own individual groups. So starting with Pancho Villa and Pascual Orozco, they mobilized their armies and began to raid government forces in the north. Now in the south, Emiliano Zabata carried on a bloody campaign as early as 1909 against the local Kakis, which were the native chiefs. As you can see, Zapata had already taken arms up long before Madero called for revolution. And his idealism for Mexico was to have the poor get their rights to own land and to be treated with respect as farmers and workers. He wanted everything away from the powerful landowners who he thought did not deserve much of anything, just the campeones, which were the landless peasants. He stuck with this vision throughout the revolution. And then sooner or later, in 1911 of November, Francisco Madero finally got elected president after the elections. This is where the spark of revolution started to slowly develop. Madero had felt unstoppable going into his presidency. The people had immediately hoped for a change, but did they get what they wished to receive? I don't think so. That was not the case. But do you have any like ideas of what might have happened? <laughs> well, let me tell you now. So Madero basically had a plan to restore the Constitution of 1857 and replace dictator Diaz with the provisional government. He also wanted to establish democratic republic and put an end to unlimited presidential terms. In that case, to not give anyone that wanted to be 
president the privilege to get re-elections. Madero spent too much time as a president trying to reassure privileged classes that he wouldn't dissemble the power structure left by Diaz. So Madero was a spark of it all, as they say. He got the ball rolling against Porfirio Diaz, but poor Madero, he could not maintain the power he was given as president once he attained it. He did not realize how much danger he was surrounded by and how everyone had gone against him. Sadly, he failed on his people for political inexperience and excessively optimistic idealism. Madero also failed to implement the land reforms as he promised. That led to Mexico having another roughly corrupted administration. So with that being said, what could have been the next possible thing to do? Well, Popey had the right clue because, yep, while Madero making his way to prison, he was assassinated in early 1913 of February by a commander of federal forces. Victoriano Huerta. This man had joined the counter-revolutionaries led by Porfirio Diaz's nephew in order to seize power. <laughs> so as we come to an end with this week's episode on Mexican mania, what are you feeling about the next part where I just mentioned Huerta coming in and trying to win his spot as president? Do you think this will be a better decision and more peaceful process or will it lead to violence and another unfailing or another failing government I should say? Catch me on the next episode of Mexican Mania, where I go deeper into this undertake of a new president. Thank you for listening. Your host, Gabby Vasquez. Stay safe.